Let us pray. God of mercy, you promised never to break your covenant with us. Amid all the changing words of our generation, speak your eternal word that does not change. Then may we respond to your gracious promises with faithful and obedient lives. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, amen. The scripture reading this morning is from Isaiah, the 58th chapter, verses 9 through 14. It can be found in the Sanctuary Bible on page 688 of the Old Testament. Listen now for God's living word. Then you shall call, and the Lord will answer. You shall cry for help, and he will say, Here I am. If you remove the yoke from among you, the pointing of the finger, the speaking of evil, if you offer your food to the hungry and satisfy the needs of the afflicted, then your light shall rise in the darkness, and your gloom be like the noonday. The Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your needs in parched places and make your bones strong. And you shall be like a watered garden, like a spring of water whose waters never fail. Your ancient ruins shall be rebuilt. You shall raise up the foundations of many generations. You shall be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of streets to live in. If you refrain from the trampling of the Sabbath, from pursuing your own interests on my holy day, if you call the Sabbath a delight and the holy day of the Lord honorable, if you honor it, not going your own ways, serving your own interests, or pursuing your own affairs, then you shall take delight in the Lord, and I will make you ride upon the heights of the earth. I will feed you with the heritage of your ancestor Jacob, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. This is the word of the Lord. Would you pray with me? Reveal, O God, your wonder to our eyes and open our hearts to Christ's love. Disperse from our minds any darkness and fill our lives with your light. Protect us, O God, from thoughts without action. Guard us from words without life. Grant us wisdom to walk in your ways and open us always to the guiding of your spirit. Amen. The author Ruth Haley Barton hosted a birthday party for her teenage daughter. This is one of those big birthday parties where it celebrates a milestone and you have all these friends and classmates. And as uh, her husband and her and her daughter whittled that guest list down to about 50 people, they realized there was a lot of work to do. There was food to prep and decorating and games to plan and very essential to this party was the karaoke contest. It was fun, it was exciting, and when the day came, it was both a little bit stressful, but also quite joyful, and the kids, Ruth found, were polite and thankful. But there was one boy, one boy, as he came to get some food, and as Ruth was serving it, said to her, thanks for letting us do this, Mrs. Barton. This is so much fun. She looked fun. up from the food that she was serving and said to him, well, you're welcome. It is 
really a pleasure to have you. We enjoy having you here. And the boy stopped. He was surprised. And he looked at her and said, really? He spoke like a person who was not accustomed to being enjoyed. And in that moment, Ruth paused, stopped, because she saw her life in a new way. Reflecting back on this experience, this really small exchange with big consequences, she wrote this reflecting on the experience. This is my life. This is what it is like to be all the way here now, present rather than always longing for something else. This is my life as it is meant to be lived in God. This is an amazing statement that Ruth Haley Barton writes. This is my life as it is meant to be lived in God. Now this summer, as we are thinking about making room for God, as we read the scriptures, as we reflect on those scriptures, we are talking about making room and the ways that we make space for God in our lives and the ways that we experience God. And when we talk about making room, we often talk about about cutting out or cramming in or decluttering or reorganizing, all of which are necessary and good at various points in our lives. But as I reflect on this concept of making room, as we, the church, make room for God, I began to think about Ruth Haley Barton's words. This is my life as it is meant to be lived in God. As we think about making room, I think our priority is thinking about our our lives as they are meant to be lived in God. And as we do this, how do we make room in the various parts of our lives to make sure that we live our lives in God, that we live our lives not just in the ways that we desire, but also in the ways which God desires. Now, throughout Scripture, there are many places where this concept of renewal is, one, is suggested as one of the ways that we can do this. But renewal is a, a big umbrella under which includes things like Sabbath and rest and restoration. Renewal, in a sense, can take many forms, but primary to it, primary, foundational to all of Scripture, is this concept of Sabbath. Sabbath being the the day of rest, Sabbath which is a rhythm for our lives where we refrain from working to focus on God through worship and prayer and Scripture. Now, when we think about renewal, it can take many forms. It could be in the form of justice for vulnerable people being made safe. It could be peace made in the wake of a conflict. It could be deep and authentic forgiveness that heals broken relationships. It can be a much-needed pause 
in the space of a very hectic schedule. It could be sleep for those who've known too many sleepless nights. But the lens that I want to focus on in this idea of renewal is, is making room for Sabbath. Sabbath is this sacred practice of, of finding rest and renewal in God. A teacher named Marva Dawn articulates the gifts of Sabbath in a life of faith in this way. She writes, a great benefit of Sabbath keeping is that we learn to let God take care of us. Not by becoming passive or lazy, but in the freedom of giving up our feeble attempts to be God in our own lives. If we live our lives in God, in our life and the world around us begins with this practice of Sabbath. If we are to live faithfully, Sabbath is a foundational practice to bring renewal to our lives, but also to life of the community. Now, the prophet Isaiah teaches about Sabbath. We heard these words in our scripture this morning. Hear them again. If you call the Sabbath a delight and the holy day of the Lord honorable, if you honor it, not going your own ways, serving your own interests, or pursuing your own affairs, then you shall take delight in the Lord. The prophet Isaiah is is not shying away from the profound impact that Sabbath can have on our lives, though. The, the experience of practicing Sabbath, according to the prophet, is this. God will make you to ride upon the heights of the earth. God will feed you with the heritage of your ancestor, Jacob. And this is, this is a feeding and nourishing which is, is not just of the sense of hunger, it is of the sense of spiritual, of the soul, the very things that we need for our emotional, spiritual connectivity with God and with one now, another. Renewal and Sabbath means letting God be God in our lives. It means getting out of God's way. In a sense, it means making room for God to delight in us as we turn to delight in God. And this is about discovering our desires as they have a place in God's desires. Now, on one level, practicing Sabbath is setting aside a day for rest. This has been what the church has taught for years and years and years, drawing from the scriptures. Sabbath is a day to focus on God. It is a day for giving our attention to God, starting with our worship and our prayers. But in all of this, as we take those things from this space, those experiences of worship, and go into the rest of our lives, the question is how we focus on God how Sabbath moves from this space into other parts of our lives. How we focus on God matters if renewal is what we are to truly experience. Now here in the scripture, 
the, pro- the scriptures that Isaiah offers, Isaiah articulates how we focus on Sabbath and how the effects of our experience of Sabbath extend beyond our finite individual lives, beyond our individual selves, and actually carries an impact to our neighbors, to our collective self, our community that is beyond us. Sabbath renewal is a public alternative to restlessness or the continual acquisition of material things, which can come at times at the expense of neighbors or community or even even family. Sabbath is an alternative to selfishness and self-indulgence, trading instead for a community, a broader community focus. Now, the people that Isaiah is addressing in the scripture this morning, they have a desire for common good, common good among the people. They desire renewal in their community, which in this case, Isaiah identifies what this looks like, which is that the hungry are fed and that the needs of vulnerable people are addressed, that injustice ends, and that people who are oppressed are freed. These, all of these desires of the people can be made real by the power of God, but starts, begins among us, by changing a focus from selfish desires to selfless desires. This happens by reclaiming our attention on this God. This is renewal. This is Sabbath that transforms people. And all of this, all this transformation begins with this practice. Sabbath, Sabbath keeping. Now, a theologian named Walter Brueggemann describes Sabbath in this way. Sabbath is not simply the pause that refreshes. It is the pause that transforms. In the Gospels, we've seen Jesus practice Sabbath in a variety of ways. Jesus read from the scriptures on Sabbath. Jesus taught on the Sabbath. Jesus healed on the Sabbath. Jesus gathered food on the Sabbath. And Jesus gathered people together to prepare food for, to share food with on the Sabbath. And all of these were challenged by somebody in scripture as violating the Sabbath. But Jesus responds saying, Sabbath is made for people, not people for the Sabbath. Sabbath, as it is written throughout the Gospels, as it is written throughout the Old Testament, is a blessing for people to experience. And so, yes, Sabbath requires us to rest, to seek renewal, to delight in God. But Sabbath is about finding something deeply meaningful in God and recognizing that not all rest is Sabbath. 
So my question for myself and others is, how do we know when it is? How do we know when Sabbath-keeping has entered this space of transformation, of real renewal in, in God? How is it that we find that this is our life lived in God? Well, one teacher uses these questions to ask about the quality of Sabbath rest. Does it help us cease our anxieties and our need for control? Does it retune our individual well-being to the well-being of the community? Does it move us from our own autonomy to relying on God and our neighbors? Now, I don't know about you, but these are seemingly hard questions to challenge to guide, to guide us toward finding the ways that we live our life in God. Now, practicing Sabbath in a life of faith is a practice of embracing a world beyond ourselves. Mother Teresa put it like this, let us remain empty so that God can fill us up if it is truly to offer us renewal, is as much about finding refreshment in worship and prayer and scripture as it is the kind of rest that allows us to sleep in or take a break from work or enjoy really good coffee with a book or periodical of your choice. Sabbath is, in a sense, the opportunity for us to find communion with God the way we do on many Sundays right here at this table. When we break the bread and enjoy the cup around the communion table in the Lord's Supper, we articulate, we name that our communion makes us the body of Christ with one another and in the presence of God. And as individuals, though, individuals but collectively, we go from this space of worship as the body of Christ out to the world, bringing our communion, bringing our Sabbath practices out into the world to people whom we meet. It might be as individuals that we go. But there's a sense of collective, of community, of togetherness that sends us from this place into all the other places that we go. As we think about Sabbath in our lives this summer, this is one piece of many opportunities to make room for God. Some questions that we can ask ourselves are, what gives us a sense of Sabbath, a sense of rest and renewal in our lives? And where is God in this experience of Sabbath? How is God opening a space for rest and renewal for us? And how does this become meaningful for us? Now, if we are to think about Sabbath as the space for making room for renewal this summer, I think there's a couple of things that we carry with us. First, Sabbath is a rhythm. It's a regular practice. It's something that we are taught to do weekly. We are doing it today, this morning in worship, but it doesn't end Sabbath is also here. a commandment. I like this one. 
It's part of those Ten Commandments. One of the, my favorite experiences is, is sometimes teaching the Ten Commandments and trying to see what we actually remember, what, what Ten Commandments we can actually try and list from memory. And when you begin to look at the one that we forget the most, it's Sabbath. Sabbath is a commandment, and it's probably not enough that God says, I command you to take rest, but like it or God not, does. God calls us to find space for renewal in our lives. A space where God can guide us and lead us. Another thing that I think coming out of this one that I would remember is that Sabbath can be hard. So there's some self-forgiveness that we need in this. Yes, we give our attention to God for renewal. But even though it's the most forgotten commandment when people name it, it can be a challenge to practice Sabbath in a world that does not want to stop moving. But as a practice, it can reorient us. It can reframe us. It can transform us. And in this kind of world that does not want to stop, even though it is hard, Sabbath in that space becomes even more powerful for us as well as the community beyond us. And Sabbath, finally, is a practice for the church. We don't do this alone. Our Sabbath practices are foundational not just for ourselves, but for the life of the church and the life of the community beyond the church. We are, in a sense, a community of Sabbath because we do this together. So as the church, as we look at the ways that we make room for God in our lives this summer, we are looking at how we live our life in God, the many ways and one of the ways we can do this, a foundational way we can pay attention to the ways that we are making room, the ways that we are living life in God, to make room for Sabbath and the renewal that it offers us, the church, but the way the church might offer renewal for the life of the world around it. Thanks be to God for this call, for the, this gift, for our, us and our community. Amen.